Hello and welcome to this week's episode from the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I am trying to grow all my fruit and vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now, hot weather is on its way again, so please do everybody take care of yourselves. But this week I've received quite a few questions about what I can plant out in some empty spaces on my allotment or my vegetable patches. And I thought, actually, that's quite a good question. And I thought, let's get our creative juices thinking and I'll share a few ideas of what I have with you coming up a little bit later on. But first, let's start off the diary. Today is Saturday the 6th of August 2022 and I've had a morning down on the allotment. Now I have been here during the week just doing a bit of weeding just to try and get it back into a good under control state after the last few weeks of me having Covid, the wife being ill, the mother-in-law having a stroke etc etc. Things weren't bad but I needed to get them back under control so I spent a lot of work this this on the way home from work or coming down for a walk with Roxy in the evenings this week just getting it back into a good state and tidied up and I also dug over the bed where I had my first potatoes and I harvested a huge bucket of good sized first early potatoes that bed is basically empty now or it was empty I'll come to that in a moment but that brings me up to today. Now, first of all, I got here quite early this morning because I wanted to tidy the greenhouse before it got too hot. I've been trying to tidy this up a lot lately, but it's a bit difficult when it gets very, very warm in there. And what I, what I did is that underneath the shelves I have in there, I have a load of plastic containers and pots. And I have a few outside that I wanted to get in there as well. So I just tidied that entire area up and got the pots from outside in there and it's so much better I've got to say unfortunately at the moment I can't get into my tool shed still after the vandals earlier on this year so it's become a bit of a dumping ground I've I've decided I'm going to replace this the shed the small shed at some point uh, just because it's so annoying so I'm leaving it here so it doesn't cause any issues but uh yeah, one day I've got to get in that shed and have, sort it out. And probably sort out the top shed as well for the time being. But as I said, the greenhouse has become a bit of a dumping ground because of that. That's been tidied up and I feel a lot better out for that. And it also meant I could get the empty plastic containers that were outside into that same greenhouse. So they were in a tidier area. Now, I mentioned earlier that last night I dug out the first early potatoes or cleared that bed completely. And because of that, I managed to plant out some kale. Now, these should establish nicely and get ourselves some good kale over the winter once they are they are established. What I've got to do now, I've already got some cabbage in this bed. What I've got to keep doing now is make sure I water them on a daily basis just so they can be sure that they can establish. And once they are established, we can then add a mulch and keep them well growing. That's the idea anyway. It's just a nice idea that as these beds become empty, we're going to plant some stuff out. In fact, the second early potatoes will start coming out soon. So, and I'll be talking about this in just a moment. 
With the kale planted out, I gave all the beds a really good watering, and I mean a really, really, really good soaking, so that everything has got a really good drink. I then went round with the strimmer and strimmed the edges, pulled the mower out, and cut all the grass areas down. And that grass clippings and everything I've added as a mulch on top of some of the beds, particularly the sweet corn, because the sweet corn is growing really well at the moment. In fact, I'm starting to see sweet corn develop, so adding a mulch to that would just help lock in some of that moisture and hopefully improve our sweet corn. I'm a big believer in mulching, especially with this drought that is uncoming, but we discussed that last week. Now finally, where I had my overwintered onions that we cleared out last week and we had another bed that I had my peas. The peas I've harvested and they started to basically dry out so I've cleared those, those peas out from that bed. But this left me with two empty beds now. And these beds are going to be for potatoes next year. So they need a lot of nutrients full of potatoes next year. So what I've done, I've sown some field beans. These are basically a, a, a type of pea, a type of bean that being part of that family, when they, we chop them down, they add nitrogen to the soil. So we've sown those now, uh, give them a good watering and hopefully that's going to get them to grow, produce these beans and if we cut them down before they flower, add nitrogen to the soil as well as all the organic matter that they add too, which should mean that next year we get some decent potatoes growing in these beds. That's the idea. If it works, we'll find out. I'm a big believer in green manures and what have you. But again, that'll be coming up in a little bit later on. But firstly, I'm getting a lot of questions about what can I plant in areas that are now empty. And I thought I would discuss that right now. A few people have contacted me over this last week asking what they can plant out in the empty spaces that they have on their allotment and their vegetable patch. Now, I also have some empty beds on my allotment and my garden, so this seemed like a good subject to cover this week. Now, I'm sure if you are like me and you've harvested your onions, your shallots, your garlic and your early potatoes, to name just a few, you have some empty spaces and you're probably thinking to yourself, I could use that area to grow some more edible crops to keep ourselves fed for that little bit longer. But here we are in August thinking that most of the seed sowing is done. There's little that could be sown or grown. Truth is, there's still plenty that can be sown or planted right now to keep things going. Now, top of my list is green manures, which I will be talking about later on in this podcast. So I'm not going to go into that just yet. That's coming up little bit later but next we have members of the brassica family now we did discuss our winter crops a few weeks ago and i have actually noticed that many garden centers are selling cabbages kale swede turnips broccoli and so on which can be planted out now to give us some winter or spring crops i've planted out kale this weekend but i also have some broccoli and other various brassicas to go in once my second potato bed is empty. I'm just growing these on to make sure they are big enough to go in. Now in some of my other beds I've sown peas. Now peas can be overworn to wintered but if they are sown in August 
they're going to be a late crop of peas which will go into the freezer. I've also sown carrots. Now these are quick maturing carrots which usually are the stumpy carrots. They can be grown in pots as well but because I want to grow lots of them I want to have plenty in the freezer and I've sown those directly into the beds that are empty. Salad crops lettuce spinach chard mustard they are all great ones to grow we grow a lot of salads here and we eat a lot of salads of course having these grow all year round is a must so we try and add those in where we can a lot of our lettuce does grow in our veggie pod admittedly but spinach that can be sown directly into the ground and give us some nice young spinach leaves and that can go in right now Add to that, there are also some very quick crops that can be producing in no time at all. Why not throw in radish and spring onions too? Always very welcome here. Lamb's lettuce, now this is well worth sowing. Another salad crop, but it's very, very hardy and I can find it can also act as a bit of a, a cover crop so it can smother out any of our weeds. After that, we have our oriental vegetables, pak choy, wong bok. Now, these are some of my favourite vegetables to grow. Uh, they grow in the cooler months because they can handle that cooler, damper weather, which makes them a definite must on our plots. We could sow some onion seeds in those empty beds, a variety such as Elisa Craig. Now, these will be overwintered. I tend to grow my overwintered onions from sets, which I will be planting out at the end of next month, along with my garlic and shallots. But we can sow these seeds now, and by the end of September, they will be young plants, just like sets. So you could save a few quid if you want to grow them from seed rather than buying sets. Now, finally, I have radicchio and endive. Now, these for me always look stunning in a garden on a plate or even in the greengrocers just because they got that the radicchio particularly that red vibrant color and the endive that frilly look i just think the colors and the shapes look so bold and they can go great in some empty spaces now i have seen a lot of these crops being sold in garden centers so it's possible you can go buy them from a garden center if you don't want to buy seeds but they can be a bit limited. Most people aren't thinking about planting out vegetable plants at this time of year. So seeds are possibly the best way to go. Always worth looking at the back of a seed packet to find out what is more suitable for you. Now, I know that is a lot of vegetables to remember, but don't worry, I've added the list to the blog post for this podcast, which you can find at thevegcrowdpodcast.co.uk. But please do let me know what you are going to be planting out in your empty spaces. Right, let's get back to the gardening. Today is Sunday, the 7th of August, 2022 today, and I am at home in my garden. Now, one thing that I didn't mention that we can plant out now is something that I've been planting in tubs for the Christmas dinner bed. And this is some Christmas new potatoes. Now, we've got our main crop potatoes already in tubs, which will give us our roast potatoes. But at the moment, if you go into a garden centre, you will see for sale some seed potatoes that are sold as Christmas new potatoes. They might be a variety such as Charlotte or uh, any of the sort of second early potatoes. We can plant these now and they will give us a nice bowl of 
new potatoes on our Christmas dinner plate. That's the idea behind it. So I've sewn these into a, a little bucket just as a way of trying to grow more in our space. And these will end up in the greenhouse when it gets a bit cooler just to keep them going for a bit longer. Some people don't like doing this. I personally prefer to have roast potatoes on my Christmas dinner plate. But if you do want to have new potatoes something you might want to think about and again for me it's a way of just getting more crops out of our area on a whole the christmas dinner bed isn't doing too bad it's starting to sort of become less a full compared to last year when i had the potatoes growing in there this year we've had more success because we've grown potatoes in pots the sprouts and cabbages are doing well carrots are there there's some green beans we've got so some more peas the onions are out overall it's doing very very well so i'm quite happy with this bed this year now uh, during the week i have brought some young plants these are some herb plants because i'm looking at making a bit of a herb garden around our chicken run and for that i got some thyme some rosemary some lavender some salad barnet uh, all of which I've potted up into a larger pot and we're going to get these into the ground eventually but I just want them in a pot for the time being to try and build up some good root system before I plant them in the ground. Because the ground is so dry and hard at the moment I don't think I'll actually be able to dig the soil out to plant them so we're going to have to wait for a bit of rain which might take a couple of months but if I can keep these into a bigger and bigger pot they should hopefully establish a good root system which will keep them going better into the winter. Now in the main veg bed area we have been harvesting lots of mustard leaves as you know but some of them have started bolting and what I've done with the ones that started bolting I've picked those out along with a few extra mustard leaves and some chard leaves and I've given them to my chickens. Now I always like to give my chickens some fresh greens and things like that anyway but at the moment the price of chicken feed is going up astronomically it's almost doubled I believe so I'm trying to supplement their feed more with stuff that I grow so the fresh greens has gone down well I've even added a courgette for them to peck on and eat as well and this is just my way of one looking after my chickens a bit better they, they get some extra healthy nice greens like ourselves but also they get the chance to hopefully spread their normal layers pellets out and make them last a little bit longer now also in the vegetable bed area i have this mysterious squash plant that has arrived this is where the chickens were last year so it may have been a pumpkin or something that i fed the chickens and the seed has fallen into soil and left there i'm not sure but it's growing quite nicely it's got this sort of mottled green and white leaves and it looks really pretty uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what it turns into. It's flowered now. So hopefully that flower is going to turn into a nice vegetable or squash plant that we can eat. Now when it comes to squashes, I've mentioned the courgettes. We've given the chickens a courgette, but we are eating lots of courgettes at the moment as well. They're all going down well. We do like courgettes here. What we don't eat, we freeze or we turn into ready meals and we use for various things. So we've only got the two plants here and I find two plants is enough for me, myself and my wife. I know a lot of gardeners do struggle with gluts or courgettes at the moment. So 
there's always ways that we can do it and if you if you do have too many that you don't know what to do with give them away but for me two courgette plants has been enough for my wife and I and it gives us more than enough courgettes for us to eat now one final thing that I've sown is coriander this is a variety called confetti and it's part of my supporters club seeds now coriander I know some people love it or hate it but I personally really like it and I use it in a lot of meals and I've sown these in my veggie pod and the idea being the veggie pod will get them going and will grow them in there but they will need thinning out at some point and the thinning outs I will pot up into pots to keep indoors or in the greenhouse to keep us going a little bit longer with our coriander. Coriander can be sown pretty much all year round if you grow it in the right places. Veggie pod works well, window seals work well. So again, that's another one I highly recommend you look at sowing right now if you are looking for something to sow. Now on that note, something that I am also sowing, and I mentioned this on the allotment, is green manures. I'm a big fan of green manures. And I think now is the time to start looking at what green manures we can sow over the next coming months. A few years ago I started adding green manures to my gardening regime and this was after I've heard so many good things about this plant material. But I discovered that by using a green manure I could control the cooch grass on my allotment much easier and since then I've always used green manures. And I use it whenever I cannot get anything else in that particular bed. Now, if you don't know what a green manure is, they are plants that are grown to benefit the soil by either adding nutrients to the soil, such as nitrogen. They might improve soil structure. They can suppress weeds and they might attract beneficial insects as well. Basically, there's lots of benefits to growing green manures. Now, there is lots of different green manures to choose from, all of which have different sowing times and benefits. So please do your research before rushing out to buy any. They can be a simple Google search to find a green manure that might be suitable for you. Now, personally, I have found that the green manures I use are pretty good for what I want. I've sown field beans on my allotment this weekend and the idea behind these is that those roots will go down, they'll break down my hard clay soil but also when I chop down the plants they will add nitrogen to the soil. I've used a green manure called Facilia a lot over the last few years, especially over the winter months. And I've discovered that this is great for smothering out weeds because it grows really quickly and it gets so bushy, it just shades everything else out that underneath it. And in fact, when I was on a walk on Sunday, I saw farmers had actually planted this as well. So there's a lot of good reasons behind Facilia. Now mustard, I also grow that as a green manure and this again, this helps suppress weeds but it also suppresses soil borne pests and diseases. It's quite an interesting one, uh, manure. Uh, mustard is quite an interesting green manure. Now I've actually got an entire bed this year by accident growing at home of these mustard leaves and we can eat the mustard leaves as well. But knowing that now that it has these added soil benefits, it's going to eke out any soil pests, it's shading out so I don't have to do any weeding. And then when I finish with it, that organic matter will go back into it. 
I've also used winter tears and winter mixes and they've had some really good results as well. There are green manures that you sow in the spring or summer and autumn. Quick search online can help you decide what green manure you want to use and what's right for you. Now using green manures is so simple. I simply sow the seeds directly on the soil where they are to grow but just by scattering the seeds and then raking over and tamping the soil down so that the seed makes a good contact with the soil. Now the rate that you sow the seeds at does vary depending on what seeds you are growing but I tend to I tend to not pay much attention and just sow how much I feel I need. After that, we give it a really good water and then we just treat it like any other plants. Water regularly, uh, wait for germination. Now, once germination does happen, I don't bother thinning out any of these seedslings. I just let them grow and do their own thing. In fact, once they are germinated, apart from regular watering, I don't think they need any extra care. Now, when I want to use that bed again, about three weeks before I want to use that bed, I need to chop all the plants down. But I leave all that plant material on top of the bed to decompose. That way it adds that organic matter to the soil and it also continues to act as a mulch. Three weeks I find is usually enough for this to decompose. However, something like field beans, we actually need to cut those down before they flower. So we have to keep an eye out on those beans for that. And that is how we grow green manures. It really is that simple. It really is such a good way or such a good tool to have in your arsenal when it comes to growing your own food. For me, Facilia has been one of my favourite. It really has helped me control the cooch grass problem I have on my allotment due to this ability that it grows quick and shades out any cooch grass. But it also, in the spring I've discovered, it produces these beautiful blue flowers which give the bees a bit of an early treat as well. So... That's why I'm a big fan of using Facilia. However, I have been researching, as always, other green manures, and I'm particularly looking for something that can be sown underneath some other plants. I spoke a couple of weeks ago about the mistakes that I've made on my allotment, and I mentioned that I have areas where I have fruit bushes, and these have proved really difficult to control the weeds underneath. Now, for cilia in these cases, they won't be too any good. They grow too big, they'll shade everything out, be too tricky to control. But one that I'm looking at sowing and will be sowing next month is crimson clover. Now, the idea is that this crimson clover will will grow and smother out any weeds underneath these fruit bushes. It creates a ground cover crop. Now, I don't know how well this is going to work. I've never used it before. But once it is sown, I will be keeping an eye and I will report back the results to you of what I found. But what I would like to know, if you have used a green manure, what did you use and how did it work out for you? Please do get in touch to let me know. Right, with that, let's get back to the gardening. Well, today is Monday the 8th of August 2022 and I am in my kitchen. Just returns from going down to the allotment to give it a bit of a, a late night watering as well as walk the dog. But before I went down there, we did have our dinner. Now, 
What we had for dinner tonight was actually something that I cooked on Friday. It was so delicious. We had leftovers that we finished today. It was absolutely delicious. And in fact, to find the recipe out, you're going to have to wait a couple of days because I will be adding the recipe onto the website in on Wednesday. And this recipe was, or what we've eaten, I should say, is chicken potato and green bean curry really really tasty and delicious so uh, i'll just quickly run through what i did i chopped an onion and gently fried that in a bit of olive oil till it was nice and soft and then i added some chopped up chicken thighs just to make just chopped up nice and small cooked those until they were browned added a couple of tablespoons of chili um, curry paste added in some uh, potatoes chopped up which came from our allotment of course uh, some uh, passata which I make my own for my own tomatoes and I think that was everything cook gave it a good stir let it cook and then for about 20 minutes and then I added in the chopped green beans for and let that cook for another 15 minutes. It was absolutely delicious. Now, the only thing I might do differently is parboil the potatoes. They were a little bit hard, but actually they weren't unpleasant like that. But yeah, overall, really, really tasty. Like I say, that recipe will be up on the website in a couple of days' time if you are interested in that. It was really tasty. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. I hope it's given you a few ideas of what you can pot in to some of those empty spaces that you may be having on your allotment. And they're going to get bigger and bigger as time goes on. We'll be back again next time. But if you do want to get in touch, then please do email me richard at uk, or head to the website at uk, and you can leave a comment on the bottom of a blog or you can leave us a voicemail. Alternatively, you can contact me via social media. Now, if you have enjoyed this show, then please do leave us a review on your podcast service. And if you really have enjoyed it and feel like you would like to support the podcast, then please do become a member of our supporters club. Details of our supporters club are available on the vegrowpodcast.co.uk. But I charge £5 a month for membership and each month you get a collection of seeds sent to your door that can be sown that very month. And I also give you extra behind the scenes podcasts that go out a couple of times a week. And just give you an idea of what I've been up to, a few thoughts that are going from my head and news articles that we are often discussing as well. Just a, a little thing that I run to keep the podcast running. Well, that is it for this week. We'll be back again next time. So until then, please take care. <laughs>